I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Now the poor Ku Klux man see that we are brothers not because things are the same because we like the same color and that's green and that's mean. Can't burn his cross because he can't afford the gasoline. Now if a Muslim woman strapped with a bomb on a bus with the seconds running give you the jitters just imagine an American based Christian organization planning to position water supplies to bring the second coming quicker. Nigga, they ain't living properly. Break them off a little bit to democracy. Turn their whole culture to a mockery. Give them Coca-Cola for their property. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is Saturday, so it's time for feedback, okay? This is for all the people that listen to the show throughout the week, and they have thoughts, and they want to get in and either email us or leave us voicemails or Leave comments on our website and let us know what they thought about this week's episodes. Um, looking at uh, the comments, will probably be a short one. Uh, we got a lot, didn't get a whole lot of feedback this week, so um, I say we get right into it. Let's do it. Now, the most important people are the people that donate. You can go to theblackoutist.com on the right hand side. There's donations, recurring donations, one time, however you want to do it. It doesn't matter what denomination of money you give. We mm-hmm. always give you your shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to worry about your, uh, you know, me put, putting you on blast. Um, so, uh, thank you so much for people that did that. Uh, let's go ahead and get the choir started, Karen. <laughs> I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. Today's a new day. Oh, yeah, hey. that's right. I want to thank David S., recurring donator. Thank you, David, so much for your recurring donation. Thank you. We see you at Bible study this week. Crystal N., recurring donation. Yes. Thank you, sweetie. Monica C., coming in from the club. <laughs> I still a little bit red, smelling like alcohol, but you made it. Yes, we see you up there singing with the choir high today. Jennifer H., thank you for your recurring donation. Thank you, Jennifer. We we, we thank you for donating the Usher outfits. Louis E. Jr., the Birdman, thank you for your ratchet music. Yeah, we we, we thank you, and um, we thank you for joining the um, Dickens Board, you know, new member Dickens Board over there. Rock from the Black Astronauts Podcast. We appreciate you for yeah. your recurring donation. We thank you for visiting us from the other churches around here. Rovita J., recurring donator. Thank you, Rovita. Mm-hmm. Made delicious mac and cheese at the potluck. It was de- yes, it was delicious. Everybody raved about it. Momani Jones, appreciate you. And that, that's a nice suit you got on, brother. I know, right? Appreciate you. I like the pocket square. We got uh, Rad Film Lawyer, Olivia, recurring donator. Yeah. About to get married. Hey, you can get married up in our church. We don't care about no uh, mm-hmm. about what kind of lifestyle you living mm-hmm. or your sexual orientation. Just come mm-hmm. on. Come on in. When they say come as you are, we really mean it over here. Come as you, as are. you are. Pete B. Yes, Peter B. Yes. Thank you so much for your recurring donation. I think Pete B might be new, man. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I need to check to be sure um, you finished the new members board because if you didn't, I want to get you on it because, you know, they, they really do love you and help you get used to, this, to the church. Mm-hmm. M. Stevens, recurring donator. Thank you very much, M. Stevens. Thank you, M. Stevens, sweetie. Sable Designs, 
Thank you for your recurring donation, Sable Design. Yes, and we thank you for the new curtains. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Maurice Novembre taking his drug profits and putting them back into the community. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we will bless your money in the name of Jesus. The community you destroy. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> That's everybody. So let them let the choir play us out. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes, we thank you. Uh, really appreciate uh, everybody that checked it out, man. Yeah, um, we're glad everybody us. had a beautiful week this week in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into reviews. Karen, tell them where to go. Leave us five-star reviews. You can leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. To leave us a five-star review on iTunes, go to any Apple device and go into your iTunes and type in the Black Guy Who Tips. Up in the left top-hand corner, you'll see something that says leave a review in five stars. So leave five. You can leave five stars only, but we would like a review, too. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be um Funny or anything like that. You can just leave us five stars review and we will read it as long as it's five stars. We don't care if you don't like our mamas, if you think our asses stink. We don't care as long as it's five stars. I care. I, I do care. I like y'all to say nice things, but uh, if you have to, we will read it. Oh, okay. If it's mean, we still will read it. Yes, we will read it. But, you know, I do care how y'all feel about my mama and my ass, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but hold on, <laughs> that's how you leave us a five star review on iTunes. Leave us a five star review on. We also do Stitch Radio. Leave us a five star review on Stitch Radio. Some um smartphones allow you to leave a five star review through your smartphone app. If you cannot leave a five star review through your smartphone app, go to stitches dot com. Look up the Black Guy Who Tips and leave us a five star review. All right. Uh, we only got, uh, I think we got two this week in iTunes, none on Stitcher. Left Pride, uh, I don't know, did I read this already? Left Pride by J157432, five stars. I'm a proud left-hander who didn't realize I was under the right man's oppression until I subscribed to your podcast, hashtag Hill. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, sweetie. I found out that uh, my, one of my friends, Bomani Jones, is, is a right supremacist the other day. Oh. So, yeah, sad to find out some of the things, you know, just the world <laughs> you live in. Run 76, Running 76 says, Doggy Fizzle, five stars. Thanks again, Rod and Karen. Your show gets me through another week with laughter. Rod, you and Karen had me dying over horse titties. I'm finished, I'm finished like that poor stuffed horse that was defiled at Walmart. You guys are great, Running 76. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. And uh, let us know if you're from another country, guys, because we will read those, too. But mm-hmm. we need to know the exact country or iTunes won't show it to us. Yes, this does include Canada and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some episodes. Okay. Uh, episode uh, 804, No One Saving Iggy, was our feedback show. No comments, but the poll was, could Snoop have gotten away with talking about Beyonce like he did Iggy? Because everybody was making these arguments. Well, not everybody, but some people were making an argument of like, well, you know, that's just how Snoop is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his music is already misogynistic. So if he wants to call her a cunt and all this shit, then that's just what he does. And I was like, nah, I think he picked the right target. I feel mm-hmm. like the Good. vast majority of people that were kind of laughing at it or ignoring it, 
if he would have picked someone they liked like say beyonce people would have been like no snoop is all the way wrong and they need to get him the fuck out of here of course well we actually had a ton of votes on this poll and uh five percent of people said yes why not probably because they don't like beyonce either or something you know maybe they're just yeah. in that level of denial right 95 percent of the audience said man hell no right because people would go to fuck off man mm-hmm. yeah you have to pick right talkers nobody really cares or really likes her i mean there are people that do but not the people that would have a debate between her and snoop dogg the people that is kind of in that camp yeah. or would have voices don't care anything about her yeah it's always picking about picking the right target right on social media anyway correct joe spacely says snoop would not have been even attempted to go to beyonce with that snoop doesn't try this with Nicki minaj either bullies know exactly who to target and that's exactly what he did he knew that iggy has enough name recognition to get front pages and not enough devoted fan base to raise a ruckus by the way it took how many days for ti to even step in on this i guess he finally figured it was easier to make a phone call to snoop than to face off with mayweather than to have a face off with mayweather I understand that calling for some white knight is an affront to feminism, but he's supposed to be her manager or something. Same goes for Usher with Bieber. Y'all can't be out there collecting these white people to prop up your bank accounts and then leaving them caught out there when the wolves start attacking. Don't they know white people don't know enough to run away from imminent danger? (laughs) Yeah, I saw Iggy running from Snoop. Her high heels came off, she tripped over a branch. <laughs> she went down, but twisted her ankle. She was like, "Let me go investigate." But Iggy's out there trying to respond to Snoop's sad attempt to stay relevant. Dude is damn near fifty. Doggy Style was a long time ago, and he's out here on Instagram messing with the children. Yeah, he probably got kids as old as Iggy is. Right. You know, and and I mean, I like I said, it didn't even, it wasn't even like funny. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It was just him being like, "Here's a person I can pick on," and. Yeah, people was excusing it, man, but it's cool. Like I said, I know in my heart of hearts, he picks a different person and the response isn't even fucking close to the same. Mm-mm. Uh, people just don't like it. She's Correct. a culture vulture and people are tired of her shit. So, you know, you got to get out of here. Prince Lamar says, this is a prime example of how your petty agendas can get in the way of your true causes. People hate Iggy so that much there is no way in hell that Snoop would have done that to Beyonce. In a matter of fact, he would not have made the original joke. I say that if you really don't think Snoop did nothing wrong, you need help. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because you know what's funny is, like I said, there's so many women that I respect that, you know, run around with a, you know, well, this is a cause for feminism. This is a thing, you know, um, I, you know, misogyny is, is bad in this way and that way. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this wasn't even artistic license. Like, Mm-mm. I understand you can kind of give leeway sometimes to like, yeah, this show says bitch a lot, but it's a TV show and, you know, the underlying messages is, is for going for comedy. So blah, blah, blah. I didn't think he was trying to be funny really at one point. It just felt like he was just trying to like, embarrass her as bad as he can and while people were rooting him on and it was like yeah okay um you know this is just snoop acting stupid i really think the real reason that he um apologized is because another man called him and was like cut that shit out correct you know um and and honestly man to me what's funny is 
how people make excuses for snoop but snoop is the same dude that goes on sports center mm-hmm. has tv commercials right like you know white people put this nigga on tv like it's okay yeah they do good morning america and shit yeah. like that yeah i wonder if he heard his brand at all with that shit i wonder if there were anybody if the phone stopped ringing or someone gave him a call other than just ti and said hey man if you want to keep getting booked on like you know kids choice awards you got to cut this shit out right um because he had just like hosted the bt rap awards or so- something like mm-hmm. anyway kick. yeah you can't fuck with her and she's white so you can't fuck with the white people money at least she, she they treat her like she's white so even yeah. if she ain't you better don't don't do that capadonna says the only black women who are more venerated than the queen bee are oprah and floaters if snoopy went in on bait be like that the whole old the only gig he booked next year would be lester finkelstein's bar mitzvah in long island or an opener for a new edition or new orleans riverboat what snoop said was wrong like the two you said ninjas don't like iggy so we're not getting the legion of think pieces yeah basically right um but you know it is what it is man as long as everybody um understands that they being hypocrites i don't give a fuck correct the problem end of the is, day i don't want to save her either i'm just okay right. with admitting it right and a lot of people are hypocrites but they don't want to admit that yeah it's like how uh sometimes somebody will say something and they'll be like well you know wasn't that joke this or that or wasn't that comment this thing you know like wasn't that a homophobic thing to say or do and i'll be like yeah but i thought it was funny so correct you know i i recognize it's wrong i wouldn't want the government operating under this joke's premise but as a joke i've laughed so i don't know what to tell you correct we had episode 805 puppy spider um lr joiner left us a uh um big ass spider left us a comment he says hate to say this rob but i never wanted to hear your voice less than when you had that hot fire plant underneath your adam and eve ad i was cuban being that entire ad trying to hear the lyrics to that song so i could look it up on spotify but to no avail so i ask you what song was that i don't even I don't remember. remember sweetie we sorry i don't even remember mm-hmm. uh try to check out um see if i if you have spotify check out this uh was it play it's album is called soul love 2014 it might just be a playlist mm-hmm. check that out you should y- y'all y'all should be following me on spotify if you're fans of the show anyway but yep. check that out it's probably something from there because i think i may have played hapless dreamer or far away during that during that episode so maybe that was it i don't know um but uh yeah um and and um, let me see what those got hapless dreamers by dollar love and far away is by junie j-o-o-n-i-e i but i honestly can't remember what song it was Mm-mm. so but it's on that playlist yeah, yeah. Um, so love 2014 is the name of the playlist mm-hmm. uh so let's check out the polls uh the poll was black men versus black women Cause I was saying how sick of this shit I am. Everything turns on everything on Twitter turns into this. Yes, it uh, does. Someone wrote the dumbest fucking article in the Huffington Post about why all, all like black men hate black women or something like that. It was just so like stupid. And then, like I said, when you look up the stats, which are easily available for everyone, it's not even fucking true. You know, it makes it sound like 40% of black men are marrying black women or some shit. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's like a high ass percentage. It's like, what are you like? What is the point at the what? Like, what do you want yep. at this point? 
like i understand some of these niggas out here trolling and talking that shit and mm. and i would never defend those lame ass motherfuckers uh, me either but uh, but to turn it into what what she took it because she was personally hurt was just too much for me yes yes and i i do have a problem with that and honestly um even with your your survey which i probably kind of already knew black people have a tendency to marry black people at a higher rate than any other race mm-hmm. like like hey man marry within their own race than any other race yeah as far as percentage wise mm-hmm. so the poll was black men versus black women black men black women or this is stupid Black men got 6%. Black women, 15%. So they were winning. And then This Is Stupid got 79% of the vote. And that's why I vote. Me too. Joe Spacey says, this is stupid. But is this? Ever, but if this ever does actually come up, don't sleep on black women. I promise that Ray Rice keeps one eye open at all times now. Think about it. Tiger Woods, Lionel Richie, Michael Jordan, they either got caught slipping by black women or no, they shouldn't try in the first place. Tiger Woods got cussed with my white one. I don't know about the facts on that one. You got to double check those. <laughs> but that stuff doesn't just come out of no- ev- nowhere. Every way Nick Sale story has its origin in some colossal misdeed that hell hath no fury didn't just come out of thin air. But if we stay right, it will be all right, right? Perhaps that's, that author needs to spend a little less time hitting sin and a little more time thinking about whether she or her man or both need a little help to get by. Well, Joe Spacey, I wasn't even talking about physical violence. I don't know. I think you kind of jumped into some, some next level shit. I was just talking about the war of the, the black man versus black, black women woman. on social media and yeah, all this shit. It's bad on social media, but I think when it comes to that, that's, that's like a everyday battle on Twitter almost. Mm-hmm. Social media, Twitter. Capadonna says, good Lord. The article, the article is horrendously stupid and this woman needs Jesus. She sounds like an every angry, bougie, self-centered sister I met in college. There are real problems with this article reflects the writer as a double, a double bound wretch. The piece of shit the universe revolves around on the real. You can't humble brag about how educated and beautiful you are and wonder why a lot of brothers may avoid you like the plague. She's conflating the real issues of colorism and self-hatred within the diaspora between stuff that she should really be sharing with her pastor or her therapist. Marlon says, Joe Spacely, what in the world are you talking about? I read your post four times and you had, you had a difficult time, had a difficult time understanding what your point is. Yeah, I didn't understand this point either. If we're being honest, the author of the article clearly has mental health concerns and I would like to know where she got her master's degree. Does her university not require English one-on-one? Rod, what happened to the Huffington Post? It used to be a reputable source of news and information. Now it seems like it's full of clickbait. Do you think this is the new normal in American just journalism? Mm-hmm. I oh, I think, he said, oh, I think Joe Spacey is hilarious on Guess the Race. So, you know, Marlon doesn't want to have any beef with you, Joe Spacey. Um, yes, I do. When Time Magazine is publishing articles by, um, uh bell knocks of knocking the fucking president is clickbait yeah it like we're at a point where even reputable sources are not reputable anymore Mm -mm. you know uh one of the things that's been striking me lately and i haven't really been able to figure out a way to uh, completely voice it but i'm very concerned with gawker and their newest slant towards race 
I feel like ever since um Trayvon Martin, uh Michael Brown, Ferguson, uh people have found a way, found out that racism gets clicks. Yes. And racism goes viral and black Twitter goes crazy over racism. So now they're finding articles and angles to try to take down people racially when it's not needed just to get the discussion going. Because in addition to just getting clicks from us, it also gets clicks from white people who feel like, oh, here they go playing the race card or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and, it, and they're running out of shit that actually has, like, depth to it because it's so black and white. Like, mm-hmm. Michael Brown, Ferguson's so black and white, and it's getting old. So now they're saying, let's bring up Lena Dunham again. Let's bring up Blake Lively. Let's take down so-and-so. And it's not that anyone's walking around going, well, these people are, you know, solid, like nothing, like nothing's wrong about these people in their work. Instead, it's more like, who's dedicating this much time to this shit because it's just not that important Mm-mm. you know like if, if, do i think blake lively's antebellum south fashion uh has some undertones of race because of the era and the time yes but i live in the south i live with people whose families own slaves at some point like that doesn't mean that that motherfucker is walking around like you like like the the that what they're asking those people to do is like to completely erase that period of time, which to me is just as problematic as fucking uh, anything else. Yeah, because nobody else is asked to erase periods of time, but for some reason when it comes to this, people are asked to erase it, act like it does not exist. Well, uh, I don't, I just, all I'm saying is acting like it doesn't exist to me is, is worse than saying, oh, here was some of the good parts of that for me. So I'm going to use this for my fashion line or my clothing design or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it's not like she put Confederate flags on the front of dresses or some shit. No, she didn't. So, you know, I, to me, it just seemed like, you know, a lot. There's a like right now in journalism, there's a lot of um, um, framing a guilty person is what I would say. There's a lot of that where someone did something small, but then the articles try to turn it into something big and people go, go on. Are you like, like here's the latest one. Um, Annie Lennox. Right. Um, uh, and I don't think people are very outraged about this I don't for the know record. Who that is. Um, she's a singer, feminist, all this stuff, white lady from like a British lady. Uh, but so she's saying strange fruit and we all know strange fruit, even though it was written by a white person, it was kind of popularized as a protest song for black people that were singing in strange fruit is a song about, you know, um, black people being killed and hung from, um, from, um, the, uh, from, from a tree, you know, um, I think Billy Holiday and Nina Simone are probably the most popular people you ever heard sing it.
eight minute intro. It's, very, it's actually a very short song. Oh. It's only got like one long verse. Oh, real short verse. Unless just the instrumental. Where's the um? Oh, there we go. I've never heard this version before. Like, mm-hmm. like this is my first time hearing that. And honestly, um, this is mm-hmm. might sound sad, but somewhat educational to me because, like I said, I was in. I was like, I've heard these verses before, not realizing that uh, Kanye had used this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blood on the leaves. That's mm-hmm. where he got it from. So the words are: Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant of the gallant South, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolia sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is the fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. So what they were talking about is actual black people being hanged and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, set on fire, mm-hmm. mutilated, the mm-hmm. uh, balls cut off put into their own mouths and shit like that so annie lennox saying this she's been singing this song she's been doing like a kind of um like annie lennox you know covers other you know other songs Mm -hmm. and she feels that her um uh her civil rights slash feminist um like 
uh, cachet is now strong enough to a point where she should be able to sing about this and not, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, cause she can. And I think while, um, there is some merit to people who think it's either funny or she shouldn't be able to, uh, because she is a white woman and this song is about, you know, black people struggle in a way. Um, I can also, you know, and also she says some shit about Beyonce. So there's that, you know, people that are still mad about that. Right. She kind of boiled down Beyonce. What she does is basically just twerking is what she said. And that twerking mm. is not feminism. So there's people that have, have, are harboring that grudge. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, so she basically tried to like, you know, explain what the song meant to her and stuff. And, and, and to me, she didn't, it, while I think she kind of misses the point, and I think it's kind of a running thing with white feminists at this point of, well, I'm going to do this thing. I don't really care how, uh, people feel about it. Right. Even though, even though my whole, thing is about is is about sensitivity and how people feel about my issues right and ignoring the things that i bring to the forefront yeah i'm sure i'm sure a ton of black women would have been like please just don't cover that song like yeah cover anything else you want but not this one yeah and for the most part black people weren't outraged anything Mm -hmm. black people made a ton of jokes on social media like it became a running theme to make these annie lennox jokes i made some but if you look at Gawker, they say Annie Lennox whitewashes explanation of strange fruit, which I think has a different connotation for a lot of people. Because yes. for a lot of people, what that means is like, she doesn't know what the song is about. She just went and sang it. And I didn't get that from her explanation. Mm, no. And she's talked about it more on more than one interview and all this stuff. And to me, it never came off as she doesn't understand what the song is about. It came off like, um, I just feel I have the, you know, authority to talk about this, to sing this song and no one can tell me I can't, which I mean, no one can tell you they can't, but Correct. they can judge you yes, they and can. they can disagree with it, you yes, know, they can. so, but, but it's stuff like that where I'm like, man, it feels like almost disingenuous where, you know, Gawker's going after Blake Lively, going after Annie Lennox, they're going after, you know, all these people and you feel like. I wonder if they're just doing it because, like, racism gets clicks. Not because, because it's not like Gawker's sitting around like, hey, we really need to get into black issues, guys, because they could it's the right thing to do. Issues. No, yeah. I don't give a it's, fuck about black issues. Like, I feel the same way about this. I feel about, you know, the watch Colbert break down, blah, blah, blah. But it's just an ad for Colbert that seems like an article, you know? Yes. So, um, what, who, who wrote that? Uh, Marlon said, yeah, is this the new normal in American journalism? It seems that way to me. The abnormals, you know, well-researched shit like Ta-Nehisi Coast. Yeah, and a lot of that shit is people, the shit people don't read. Yeah, as long as fuck. You know, when a, the New Yorker writes something and it's fucking 17 pages, you know, that's journalism now. That's the abnormal. Um, you know, uh, so Prince Laurent says, this is stupid, but I decided to go with black women on this one. If it, this is stupid, why didn't you vote this is stupid? Okay. That is because I've been witnessing all the shit that black women have to go through on a daily basis. I know you guys remember that the woman that wrote an article saying that she would not march for Eric Garner. Yeah, I remember that. I thought she was being overdramatic at the time, but she was mostly right. It seems that every type, every time black men need support, black women support them. And when black 
uh women need a support all they get is a debate on whether or not their issue is valid i know that these internet interactions may be skewed because ain't shit niggas come out in droves to harass and troll black women whenever possible however if that is all they see i can understand why black women felt that they need to, they do not get enough support now i'm not saying that black men don't support black women but i think it's obvious that one side is fighting harder than the other now the context oh well let me go back um i do agree with you to the point that uh on social media specifically you you definitely don't see um as many dudes having the w- women's backs when there's women specific issues. Nope. And we- and women do typically uh, support certain causes because they don't even see it as just a man thing. It's just like it, it's us, it's our family, it's yes. our people, our it's a unit. Um, but I see a lot of good brothers that do support. I see a lot mm-hmm. of good brothers that do. It's just that the you know with trolls and shit, they always always outweigh the dudes like me and you yeah and it's not got the loudest voices yeah even if you're fighting them and i'm fighting them and she's fighting them they still are absorbing most of the energy and getting most of the attention Mm -hmm. so it's not gonna it's gonna like put it this way and and by the way i don't say the shit i say on twitter for any like level of props or notoriety which Mm -hmm. may also kind of explain you know my station in, in on the in, on the platform but um here's the thing when we were talking about ray rice and i was on twitter discussing it and people were in my mentions and people were and i was actually discussing it with any dude that came in and wanted to argue with me i would actually sit down and talk to them and debate it right uh there were some people that were like you know retweeting the things i said and like there were people that were like giving me props and all this shit, but it will never be anywhere close to how much Tariq Nasheed got mentioned during that same period of time. Correct. He probably tweeted less. He probably said things of less substance, probably had less nuance, but there were way more people giving him attention and focusing on the things he said than they'll ever be on me. Um, and that's just the nature of what it is. Mm-hmm. The same way that this woman and the woman who said she wouldn't mark for Aaron Gardner, I don't, even in hindsight, I don't agree with what she said. Oh, no, that was dumb. Yeah. Uh, the same way that those women, when people want to, like, shit on black feminists, those women become the go-to, like, this is what black feminism is. But I know that that's not true. Because the vast majority of my timeline that does have black feminists in it or feminists in general in it, don't spend all day shitting on men and telling us why, whatever the fuck, Mm-mm. you know? Um, so I, it's just, I think the, the bad apples get the attention, you know? Uh, so that's what happens with like an article like this, you know, that's why we put it on fucking with black people and not, you know, um, you know, try not to, to validate it by being like, this is just such a good, you know, thing to discuss because isn't this true guys? Like, you know, sometimes you have to sit back and be like, this, this is the level of seriousness that it needs to be approached. Uh, zero to a hundred on a scale of 20, you know, 25. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, but yeah, I do get the idea and I definitely understand why black women can feel abandoned, not supported. Um, and all that stuff, especially on social media, um, because, you know, and also because men in general just aren't as involved or active the way that, uh, women are in those causes. Like they don't communicate. We don't even communicate 
those ways in general you mm-hmm. know what i mean like men do is just a different forms yeah we're conditioned to like we're conditioned to either show anger or didn't sh- or shut the fuck up because you're just being a bitch you know what i mean and i think that social conditioning is hard to break so it's like if they if it like you'll see a lot of black dudes talk about like michael brown when it first happened because they're so upset right correct. and they can be angry but if you just said, okay, the anger has subsided, but we still need people to talk about it, you're going to find mostly women that are going to do that kind of talking because men are going to start bottling the emotions back up. I, you know, I talked about, um, Darren Wilson and his testimony, I think Friday or Thursday. Um, and I told people I haven't talked about the Mike Brown case in months because I'm, because for my own mental health, I don't like talking about it. You know what I mean? I don't like being that upset. I don't like being that angry. Um, I don't get anything out of, like, um, I feel kind of helpless. Like, uh, so I went on a Twitter rant. Is this going to get Darren Wilson arrested? No. Is any of these tweets going to work? No. You know, are we going to get justice out of this? Are we going to even get, a, like, a true investigation? No, you're not. So it all feels like a waste. I'm just preparing myself for the second they go, yeah, we're not gonna fucking try him and uh, charge him. We're not gonna charge him with anything and he'll be fine. I'm just ready for that moment because I'm already checked out, but I just talked about this idea about, you know, black people and how, you know, the people that are supposed to like, uh, you know, serve and protect us are, you know, uh, uh, uh observing and suspecting us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we become, you know, the, the, we become the criminals just by the nature of our skin to most people. And, you know, I talked about it, but then I told people when I got done, like, I probably won't talk about this again for a long time. Like, I don't like talking about this shit. I think women are just much more comfortable emotionally and they've been conditioned to where they can express their emotions and it's nothing, it's not frowned upon. Yeah, but, but- yeah, because at a very early age, we've talked about this before, men and women are raised differently. Girls are told, express yourself, tell how you feel, you know, talk about it, get in your feelings, get in your emotions. Right. And so for women, it's nothing for you to be passionate about something and push it for days, years, months, and decades, and it not be a problem to you. Uh, right. But also, you do, I do agree, you have to have a... Uh, a balance there because you literally can drive yourself insane men and women by constantly pushing hard on topics and subjects but also in addition to it i was um somebody brought up in the chat room is this men are solution oriented and a lot of these problems are not easy to solve and yeah. if it's not a solution to it men's are like a lot of men are like I don't have a solution. I don't know how to answer it. So I'm not going to rant and rave on some shit that I can't solve. Right. Well, we taught, I think also we've taught women that there's a value in expressing yourself and in the conversation. And men don't learn that. We don't get taught that. I don't, like I've never been taught, Hey, I don't, you don't have a solution to this, but there's, there's a value in discussing it. Right. Like I've pretty much been taught my whole life. Like, Figure out a way to solve this thing or don't talk about it. Yeah. and Because and- everything else is a waste, you know, uh, whether it's, it's sports, whether, you know, it's like when you're playing, when you're playing uh, basketball or something, do, do you never going to sit on the sideline and have a, so how did you feel about that last play? It's going <laughs> to, it's either we're double teaming, we're, 
where uh okay well let's try to uh trap on the corners let's use the baseline like it's got to be some different attack or approach to try to solve it there's never the how are you feeling about this right now moment for dudes and i think a lot of people don't recognize that uh completely different approach to conversation and to communication so it ends up with a lot of people going well these guys just don't have these women's back or they don't care and it's like no they just don't communicate that way they correct like the kind of guy and then and then like i said the opposite is you have these dudes who troll and they're getting so much fucking attention from it and that's all they want that's it like they don't even give a fuck if they're being right or wrong like Mm-mm. i'm gonna get a whole lot of retweets i'm gonna get a whole lot of people to listen to my podcast i'm gonna get a whole lot of video views and there's a lot of these dudes that they troll so hard all the time that you know i think when men see it we're just like that dude's a fucking troll and we walk away like you can't engage that guy he'll never fucking back down and half the time those dudes will not talk to us no like, like if they'll respect the dude like if i said you know Tariq Nasheed, man this is some bullshit blah 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 i won't get a response Mm-mm. but if um i don't know if i'm just c said it he'll do a whole video about her he'll fucking tweet about her he'll tell his followers to go get her like those dudes have issues with women like they attack and target those women because yeah, they, they don't engage the men on purpose like it's purposeful yeah, yeah because women are considered a weaker link women are considered an easier target and it's like what the fuck are you gonna do you a goddamn woman honestly that's where a lot of that comes from and a lot of it boils back to some of the stuff we said before as a lot of men feel this ownership to women and also back to the uh conversation before you that is right because me and you have had conversations and you've laughed at me and i've kind of i've modified it to it to an extent Mm. but like you ask me something and i go into great detail about bullshit that really don't even matter about it but i just feel better expressing (laughs) all the shit to take us around to a certain point you was like well yeah you could have said that in about three sentences right yeah like i just but i feel better going through the 15 minute conversation i just think men and women are taught different you know i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's i'm not even saying it's wrong to be honest with you but it's definitely different i think men are just taught like sum that shit up just the facts give us the basic information i don't want all the feelings and all this shit about it but i think that also leads to men bottling their feelings up not being effective communicators unless it's anger you know i've had how, how many times have i talked about um when we talked about the ray rice situation how many times did i talk about the fact that men solve their issues with violence when you know because they feel that there's some attachment to masculinity and violence like correct you know if i'm violent therefore i'm a, i'm a, the more violent i i talk the more of a man i am Despite the fact you're college educated and you go to fucking, uh, you know, you go to work and you don't, you don't want to hit anybody. You don't want to go to jail. Uh, you believe that we don't get a fair shot when we are in police custody. Yet you still feel something inside of you that makes you want to go. If a bitch put her hands on me, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody going out here going to try me, motherfucker. And it's like, you know what, dog? Um, that's our emotional, that's us being stunted. Because we can stop at anger and not go any further and not look into any 
any insecurity that we have inside, not look at any of the underlying issues that get us to that point, and we feel better because we vented the anger, and then we shut up. We just shut it down. Yeah, and and not, and, and that's not healthy, honestly. And uh, but everybody's personality is different. And also something else too. I know for me, and something that I know that you're really, really good at. Depending on what I'm talking about, sometimes you just listen to me, and but and I will sit and talk. And by the time I'm finished, I have literally solved the solution by talking out loud to you. But that's right. something that men just don't do. You you get quiet and you're mentally tick. When for a lot of women, it was like fuck the mentally tick. I want to voice it. I gotta hear it. I got I gotta you know speak it out. And when I speak it out. By the time I'm finished, I may have came to the same solution that you have, but instead of sitting and thinking about it for five to ten minutes, I might vent about it for 30 minutes. But at the end of the day, we've come to the same solution. Right. But I think people look at those differences negatives, and it's not always negative. It's about somebody's thought process. And also it's about what I realized, too, is about men not having patience with women because they feel like you got them talking too much. And it's about women not having patience with men, not really understanding how men tick and not really understanding how to communicate with him on his level. And men not understanding how to communicate with the woman on her level. And it causes miscommunication and it causes people to think that the other opposite sex is dumb and stupid and ignorant. Well, that's not true. You just need to understand the opposite, your, your partner. Well, yeah, well, it's not even, I'm not even talking about partners. We're just talking men and women in general. Right. Remember, this is about social media and how people go communicate. True. I just think we're conditioned these ways and every, and everybody. I'm not just talking men. Right. Women too. Correct. Should, can benefit from breaking this conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause the other thing too is, you know, cause, you know, equal and opposites. There's a lot of women that, um, can like, and this is one of the things that, um, you know, we used to have, like, I used to have this issue, but, you know, I pick and choose my spots, but there's a lot of selfishness in, uh, in the me, 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 my emotions, my feelings, yes. communication that some women do. Mm-hmm. It can well, be they're, manipulative. They're not, yeah, you're not having a conversation. Mm-mm. And I'm not, you're not listening to me at all. You're Mm-mm. just, you're just monopolizing my time because you don't actually give a fuck what I think. Correct. This is just a more of a chance to talk about yourself. And I've experienced that shit too. And that is so fucking selfish. Like, yes, I, you know, and I, I think, uh, people have a hard time really voicing that because it makes it sound like, no, I don't care about your problems. It's like, no, I do, but I know the difference between you just feeding off my attention mm-hmm. because you, cause hey, here's someone that'll listen. So I'm going to just talk this motherfucker to death. And it's like, I have other shit to do today. Correct. Yeah. You know, so I like I get the I can like understand both sides of it. And I think maybe because, like I said, in my house, my dad's super logical, my mom's super emotional. And I just kind of got this balance from both sides. Like I can kind of see the logical part of most conversations and I can kind of understand the emotional side of most conversations. But I think both sides could be- definitely learn, like learn from each other because it's not healthy for dudes to bottle shit up. Mm-mm. And it and 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 the, and the thing is I definitely want to support um causes and women that I feel um in situations where I'm like they need support. But there's also a part of me where I don't ever want to be anybody's ally and I don't ever want to pander to anybody and I would just want I just want my relationships to be genuine. So when you see me, like, I need people to understand. When you see me talking about something on Twitter, on this podcast, I mean it. 
as opposed to a lot of times i'll see certain dudes and i ain't naming no names but i see certain dudes that speak up on every women's issue and it fucking sounds like they're reading off cue cards you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like and i get that you know maybe you need those guys out there but i just feel like they're (laughs) it's almost like remember when we covered the um alternative um the alt alt literature scene Mm -hmm. and those dudes turned out to be rapists and shit Yes, but, but they talk the good game. So on Twitter and social media, you know, men need to respect these women, and we need to give them. Meanwhile, if you look statistically, they're not hiring women to work right for their sites. Mm-mm. You look at their personal lives; they're fucking rapists and manipulators and and terrible fucking people to women. But they talk the good game on social media. You will never hear that about me because I'm being. I will be genuine. There's a lot of issues I don't care about, and you just won't see me talk about them. And I, I won't begrudge you for talking about them. I won't try to stop anybody, but there's going to be topics that come up all the time where I'm just like, this is stupid. Eject, you know? True, true. And and even as a woman, there are shit that come up that women talk about that I just don't give a fuck about. Right. And even me as a woman, I've been trapped by a talking to a woman that really don't give a fuck about what I have to say. And even right. as a woman, it's fucking annoying. I don't give two shits about what you're talking about. And also, like you say, it's not healthy for men to shut down their emotions. But then right. again, it's not healthy for women to not give a fuck about other people and be considerate. A lot of women right. talk and they're not considerate about other people and their feelings and their emotions because they're so wrapped up into themselves and getting their feelings and their emotions out that they do not consider other people. And that's also very manipulative. And a lot of women use their form of conversation to get men to do what they want to do versus actually having a true, pure conversation with that man, which is not the same. Right. So it's just very, I mean, it's a lot of complex nuances to this shit, but that's why I think the, even framing it as men versus women is such a like it's such a losing debate man because it's just you know it's like it's so much is different about each individual situation and each person that we're talking about but a lot of this stuff is more about conditioning and society's conditioning Mm -hmm. of us you know um not you know not to overuse the word but it's kind of like patriarchy hurts everybody in its own way you know, so, so I feel like what happens is, it's, to me, it's not even necessarily the gender of men, but it's the socializing of men is how we get, end up with some of our different issues. And it's also how women end up with some of their different issues. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what do you prefer at the time, you know? So yeah, and- for her to write that article, kind of throwing everybody into the same mix and then using her personal, problems in her own life and extrapolating that to every black person i just felt she was it came off just not not well done true and um before we move on it's yeah. also one of those things when we talk about the difference between men and women also women are raised to be the center of attention you know like like they're kind of raised and 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 it's not, it could be good and bad, you know, when little girls, my princess, the center of my world and things like that. And that's, you know, and that's okay to love your children. But to an extent, you have to get little girls to realize that the world doesn't revolve around them. And as they get older, they think the world continues to revolve around them. And they become so selfish and so self-centered that they don't pay anybody else any attention. Yeah, I mean, I, because of social media, you just get to see it. and Right, play out. I feel like sometimes I see certain shit and I'm just like. 
this isn't genuine or this is manipulative like sometimes you'll see people that claim like oh we need more support from people like i remember um there was this one person i was following and she was saying she had um uh men don't um like look at her and don't think she's attractive and all this shit and so i searched her name in on twitter because you can like search someone and it'll show you all their mentions and who's talking to them every uh, it's like all these dudes was nah girl you looking good i don't know what you're talking about those guys must be crazy up there i wish i was there just you know just dozens dozens of men different people saying these things are she didn't acknowledge any of them not a single one because it fucked up the narrative you know now she's a person that says i don't want attention i'm tired of every time i walk down the street a hundred dudes cat call me like it's like it's shit like that where i'm just like people just want the attention and to manipulate people and to be the center and the focus of everything all the time Mm -hmm. and that shit is a turnoff so i vet people pretty pretty you know i try to vet people as much as i can rather than just falling in line and just being manipulated by the latest fucking wave of things that people are bitching about on social media that day because you can easily find yourself manipulated into a corner where you're like wait a minute i'm supporting a fucking psychopath True. You know, and True. I think, you know, women like this who are writing these articles about black men are the worst. It's like you're also kind of manipulating everybody into mm-hmm. a corner. You could have written some things about, um, you know, some socioeconomic statistical shit. Uh, you could have talked about crime and, and, and mortality rates and, you know, like use some things other than just one time my baby daddy didn't come to my house. So all black men don't come to their baby mama house. Right. Because like, okay, this on. is a personal situation that you're bringing up in something that you're making a broad sweeping statement about. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of times um, the just the way we're socialized is different. Sparta's saying he doesn't think it's true. He thinks little girls are taught to support, to sacrifice to support everyone else. Um, as they get older, that's completely different. But as children, mm-mm. yeah, I think I think we princes, little girls, right? I'm talking you about know? little girls, not grown women. As as you get older as a woman, it kind of ingrains the, the it shifts. But as a child, that's different. Because you know what's crazy is that um, a lot of um, well, what I'll say is this they're giving that princess talk mm-hmm. you know like the king and queen type shit that a lot of people do and all this stuff but they're still socialized negatively to to play a back role because you know Correct. what i mean like but they're giving the you're a princess and your emotional state is the only thing that matters and that's the that's what you have to offer a man and that's what you had to and then it's a lot of you know you gotta find a man you gotta find a man you're a princess you're gonna need a king you're gonna need a eventually you're gonna need a man to come in and save you you need a you're a princess but you're a princess but you're gonna need that prince charming right and i think that's where you do everything you can to get that prince charming right and i think that's where you get the 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 part that seems more subservient and more like mm-hmm. you need to sacrifice and, and, and support everyone else but i don't think that they treat it as sacrifice i think what they teach them is your dream should actually be to get a man right that's your goal like not not sacrifice your real dreams Mm-mm. no 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 you don't get real dreams yeah, your, your dream dreams, is to get a man. Your aspirations. So, yeah, what you want to mm-hmm. be a doctor? Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that's that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. After you get a man, yeah. or if a doctor to get a man, but get your ass a man, 
that's that right i I think that's what i think that's what it is like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know that it's necessarily just sacrifice all your dreams people really think in 2014 people really think the dream women supposed to have is to stay at home cook and clean have babies and have a man that's it that's it that that should be your whole purpose as a goddamn woman like women don't invent women don't create women don't contribute to the world in any other forms other than that because you know what's crazy is the people that are teaching the girls that also think that their little girl is a princess like correct i know like the scary shit to me is you see these dudes on social media that talk all this negative shit about black women about women in general that troll women and shit like this and then the pick the avatars them holding their little their daughter you know what i mean or something like that and you just like what the fuck is going on because 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 everyone thinks the reason I, I i believe that the black girls get the princess treatment from at least the parents that stick around um and all this the people in their lives mm-hmm. is because everyone thinks their kid is different yes so so while the macro uh level they're sitting around like black women ain't shit when they get home they they daughter is the queen of the earth for the mother of existence but the rest of them bitches mm -mm. the rest of these bitches ain't shit right you know fuck them all but not my beautiful black princess she's special (laughs) yes And and what i think is i don't give a fuck how you talk to your kid Kids are way more smarter and way more intuitive than you think. Yes, they, they pick up all this shit. So they see you and how you treat women and they see how you talk to their mother and they see how you, you know, uh, how you discuss certain things. They see the, the music that you're listening to. They see the, the TV shows. They, you know, they see all this shit. It comes out and they absorb that too. They don't just absorb the, but you're my princess. They absorb the, um also i hate all black women and they ain't shit and i wish i got me a white woman blah 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 so the dudes that do that shit that have those kids yeah they i think their daughters um while they get the prince's quote-unquote treatment and the talking points i think they do absorb absorb the negativity that a lot of these dudes have in their life because of course how can you not see it and 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 children watch and monitor more than people give them credit right so you know, and I mean, I guess how much of a, um, I don't know, how much dreams can you have if everybody's just telling you fucking get a man, you know? Anyway, we got way off topic. Um, I just think it's stupid, the, the whole debate, but, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Now in the context of this article, she's just crazy. I think she just has a problem with her own blackness. Multiple times in the article, she stated that she was not like a certain type of black person. Yeah, that, I saw that too. I'm inferring that she thinks she's better than them niggas from the hood because she grew up in the suburbs, but she made an effort to sound hood during certain points in the article. Yeah, that that's always weird to me, the classism of blackness. Uh, by the way, I really kind of hate that only men spoke, like, wrote about this. But we talk about women communicating. They ain't want to communicate about this topic. <laughs> I guess not. Johnny Drama wrote, we got five comments, so all men. Johnny Drama wrote, I went with this is stupid in the poll, but I want to be careful because there's a lot of internalized pain behind whatever divisions there are. I actually went to college with the woman that wrote the article, and I can say firsthand she's been dealing with issues with her identity and relationship to blackness for a long time, and that clearly came across in a rather poorly written article that makes too many generalizations. Yeah, it also had a lot of grammar and punctuation mistakes. Yes. Um. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the other thing about that, too, is... um. 
lot of people that are writing these things they, like their experience has to be examined because their experiences and some of the things that like people that you know i would like to be a fan of like to fuck with but sometimes you see the shit they say and it's just a big turn off to me mm-hmm. you know like and like, like nope can't fuck with that like like um like this new um movie that came out dear white people mm-hmm. i'm probably not gonna see it you know and and i was thinking about like should i go see it or not because blah 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 and i was I might not check it out, man. Like, cause I was thinking about how I'm kind of tired of black people always having to fucking do everything to this white audience. I did to this idea of white people, like needing us to explain everything to them for some reason. Like they're stupid. We owe them an explanation and they're not dumb. Yeah. They're not children. They're not dumb. They've been out in the world long enough to understand certain things and at the end of the day i am a human being just like they're a human being and why should i have to explain my humanity to you yeah it's just weird like um after i talked about the my thoughts on the darren wilson thing and black people's relationship with the police and, and i was just talking like expressing myself to anyone else listening not white people i need you to understand this I had both experiences. I had white people that came in like, I'm a white person and I just want you to know that I just, I'm like, I, I actually didn't write this for that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm okay. I d- didn't write this so that you would be educated and know that black people have issues with the police. Um, I'm just expressing myself to, I don't give a fuck if Martians are listening or reading my timeline, right? The other thing is, um, I had other white people come in and be like, well, explain this point to me. And I blocked every last one of them right i also don't owe you shit Mm-mm. you know <laughs> like it's just my opinion um and i don't owe you an argument a debate about how the fuck i feel you know what i mean <laughs> like this just my opinion and you don't get the fucking like uh you don't get the privilege of debating this with me um and because and it's, it's a level of entitlement that you're owed right and so I feel like a lot of black people, like we give in to this and we, we create our content with the idea of there's some white people that need to be educated. That annoys me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like, I listen to a lot of black podcasts where it's like, well, white people, let me tell you what this means. And I'm like, what's mm-hmm. the fuck about that? Just, just talk. Just, just talk. People either pick it up or they won't. Correct. You know, like who are these imaginary white people that are just like sitting out here going, I never knew what ratchet meant. Please explain it again. You know, like it's so, so stuff like that where I'm like, it it bothers me a little bit, but that's somebody's experience. Like Mm -hmm. someone's experience is I've been the only black person around white people my whole life, explaining every term, doing this and doing that. And I always just kind of like, that's not my cup of tea, you know? Um, so, so anyway, I say all that to say when I read her article, it came off to me like a black person talking to white people trying to explain black shit that really didn't need fucking explaining because because you know i'm not this type of black i'm that type of black that's what you say to a white person like because uh, it's not that i'm ghetto or hood sure i have a baby's father but it's totally different than these other hood monsters that have baby's fathers <laughs> like it's like it's like this weird 
classism and then also you're kind of ignoring that the only people that's gonna read your shit is black people anyway Mm -hmm. so you might as well chill with that shit you know um you know and then when she said her boyfriend had that good the good features of hair and anyway black women are fucking amazing point blank this divide is something i see more on twitter than in real life and it always strikes me as the loudest and most insecure people polluting the conversation in the ways that aren't always representative or helpful agreed like that Mm-hmm. certainly the relationships are not perfect and we can all learn to do better better by each other that's true too given how much black women have held us down i can understand disappointment when they don't feel that's being returned but there isn't a damn thing in this world that's not the love of our black women and i know they love us agree johnny drama but uh yeah man um that article man it was one of the craziest fucking you just read that article and you're just like uh is this happening you know, my brain still on. <laughs> yeah, did it shut off. Uh, King Tut was a catfish. Uh, we got one comment. Uh, this episode was when we had Dago and Nicole of Breakfast for Dinner podcast. Yes. And um, Kyle writes in, I like how the cop tries to get mad at the he knocks the kid out because there was a cop that knocked the kid out from smoking a cigarette. He thought it was weed. Turned out to be a cigarette. He knocked him unconscious. Everybody was filming it. And he got uh, in trouble, I believe. That is one of the many reasons you're not supposed to just hit people willy nilly. There are ways to, there are way too many videos of the New York cops roughing people up. And what's worse is that they seem to be especially sassy. I don't need you to talk shit while beating me up. <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> uh, the poll was Taylor Swift, meh, yay, or nay? Yay, 3%. So not a lot of Taylor Swift fans in our audience. Yeah, they, they go there with Nicole on that one. 61%. Meh. Meh. Whatever. Eh. And 36% nay. So most people are pretty indifferent. Marlon says, honestly, I never heard any of her music. But well, he did that day. Because the haters going to hate. <laughs> yes, they are, apparently. Felt Five said... What's her name from Breakfast for Dinner said Nicole is in the show notes, Felt Five. Literally. <laughs> What's her name from Breakfast for Dinner said Taylor Swift was relatable. And I can see why she said that. But Jewel, Kali Monique, Monique, Alanis Morissette, and so many others are such better quality artists that talk about relationships. This mediocre ass quote unquote artist can hardly hold a note and is desperately trying to hold on to that victim persona she gained on the count of Yeezy's Hoovers. She needs to get on a rocket ship with Katy Perry, Kesha, Kesha, and Young Slug and get the fucks off the planet. Damn. Oh, not a Taylor Swift fan, I see. Yeah, he was not amused. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got episode 807, Brown Legs and Ham, where Justin and <laughs> Justin was on and Chris when the movie trailer reviews was on. Uh, we had one comment, Malcolm writes in, how you miss the hunters give new meaning to the phrase nigger lover joke. Uh, cause I'm not racist pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. I let you down, buddy. Racism kept went on my bad. Uh, is the president doing enough about Ebola? Yes. Uh, or no, he needs to do more things and stuff. 12% of people say he needs to do more things and stuff. 88% of people say, yes, he's doing enough. Cavadonna says, once again, many people, whether on the Cornell West take down the man left or the Bill O'Reilly, the brown people are going to eat your babies right, really buy into the magical Negro meme. 
unless joe biden is secretly into a blue dwarf in a red is secretly into a blue dwarf in a red altar boy robe and obama's wedding ring starts to glow radioactive green i'm not sure what else people can expect of the president to do well, he set uh he set up a task force in africa and the cdc are taking the head lead on treating the two nurses because texas screwed up royally Malcolm Wright said, well, he cured racism, so I think it's well within his magical Negro powers to cure Ebola. When's the last time you heard somebody had AIDS? Obama, y'all. Kyle says, I bet the old white people watching Glenn Beck think that Ebola is some sort of gang terrorist or terrorist group. Oh. <laughs> uh, we had the last episode of the week. 808 and heartbreaks uh where we had the three of negroes on mm-hmm. uh the poll was is it wrong to have little girls saying fuck for feminism uh it yes there has to be other ways no it was fine by me a very close vote in the poll. very close 53 percent of people say yes there has to be other ways and 47 say no it was fine by me so majority of our audience slightly slight majority Say these little girls shouldn't be out there cussing, <laughs> even for feminism. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, mm, fine by me. Um, someone put so wait, no more downloads of the podcast on the. Oh, I just nah, I just fucked up that. I, I'll edit that. Uh, I didn't put the. Uh, oh, I, I forgot to put the um the information for the podcast on the website. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's what you like. To, that's what we like to call a little bit of a. Uh, an error there, uh, my friend. Uh, I'll get I'll get on that and get that fixed. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, so it's like no link to the podcast. Yeah. It's like the poll, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and what we talked about. But it was like you won't be clicking on this one. I think this is the episode where I actually had to do "Where's My Forty Acres" right afterwards. Yes. So I didn't have the time to. So you was kind of rushing through to put it up, and you put it yeah. up without actually putting up the show. Yep, that's my bad, everybody. <laughs> Every, everything, every, but everything else is up there. The picture, yeah. the show notes, or boards that'll be fixed in like twenty minutes. Marlon says, "Hi R and K. I listened to the commercial. It was funny at first, but I think your guest, sorry, I can't think of her name, Ray, made a very good point. The issues that they bring up are very serious." Using this cheeky gimmick sort of distracts from the message. After the, not, the first 19 F-bombs, I tuned out. It just became a redundant joke. Do you think Beyonce or Michelle would allow their daughters to participate in this? No, of course not. Because no one would take them seriously if they did. Hmm. That's interesting, man. Um, you know, personally, I think uh, humor can be used uh, to make serious points. Um, I think my issue was more that I'm not I sure... I'm not sure what the, um, I'm not really sure what, like, the basis of the, um, discussion was supposed to be after, um, oh, I just put that in the wrong place. Uh, what the basis of the discussion was supposed to be after you get past the cussing anyway. Cause it was like, here's these little girls cussing. Uh, do you think this is worse than, you know, the other shit that little you know that the 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 actual real life for women and my thing was i don't think that stereotype of little girl shit and cuss is a is just a is a is a gender thing Mm -mm. i think that's more of a even if it was little boys people would have been like it would have still been this like 
people don't want kids to cuss not just because you're a girl that's 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 my that's like to me that's where the premise fell apart true i I agree a lot of people would have been mad because it's children but i think for some people they just feel like little girls quote unquote supposed to have potty mouths oh it's definitely worse for girls right i wouldn't even begin to debate that okay so i agree that is considered worse Mm -hmm. i just think the majority of people that would have a problem with little girls cursing had that would have that same problem if you did the exact same commercial with with boys true now true yeah like Mm -hmm. i just you know so they might have lost people there like i don't think the premise is as solid as they wish it was um and marlon's right a lot of people wouldn't take them seriously if they did i don't think they were trying to be taken quote unquote seriously seriously in the way that yeah michelle obama wants to be taken you can be a comedian make me laugh and still have me go i'm taking your point your premise is still serious Mm mm-hmm um and that was it for the comments oh and then we had a nomination for tippy um prince Laurent says best impression rod and justin on balls d sports 73 when kevin durant meets monica wright's new boyfriend starting at 226.45 all right thanks man yes and for those of you that might be new to the show listening things like that and for those the old heads you can still nominate uh people for the 2014 tippies uh, we've had new guests and all that other good stuff, and we have different categories. So, uh, when, but whenever you post your comments in the thread, please leave us the minute mark so we can find the clips that you're looking for. Yeah. Thank you. And um, lastly, we had a comment on Lip Smacking Good. Woo-hoo! Denim Queen says, love this episode. She's talking about episode 21, Farmer's Market, where you interviewed Miss Music Lover from Where's My 40 Acres. a lot of fun. It was such a fun episode to listen to, and I was surprised that an hour and a half passed so quickly. Girl, me too. And it, when me and Deidre recorded that one, it was the night Beyonce came out. We could have talked for long, but I was like, girl, like I got to get ready for Beyonce. <laughs> uh, we have some voicemails. Let's play those. Then we'll open up the phone lines afterwards. Hey, Rod. Hey, Karen. This is Michelle from Louisiana. And I'm just giving a call because this is a response to um, a while ago you guys did a story on this restaurant called Bergeron's in Louisiana, uh, Baton Rouge. It's right across the river from me, and it was basically I looked at the story about the guy that was giving his customers 10% off if they carried guns. Well, I wasn't very messed with because everybody carries guns out here, but, man, I just had to tell you all the food is so good there. Someone just brought a platter in for us. They have the best food and crackling, sausage. I'm like doing a happy dance with my desk eating this chicken right now. So um, I give it a zero. Bye, guys. Keep keep on doing great shows and um, bringing on the last. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. But, but that's what you do. You just have them cater. You'd be like, you know what? To go. Just just bring it to the house. Mm-hmm. I get it through the drive through Sometimes, Hey, man, I always say, man, it's the problematic shit that makes the food good. Racism, homophobia. <laughs> makes it makes it extra delicious. Mm, delicious. Next voice, man. What is this I'm tasting? A little bit of racism. Mm-hmm. Right, Karen. Uh this is my girl in the eight. Um I just wanna say I appreciate you guys. Y'all get me from one side of Atlanta to the other side every day. I really do appreciate it. 
And Ryan, I just want to let you know, man, like, like you make everybody's show seem live. I mean, you just need to figure out how to make some more money, make some more money doing guest appearances or something, because you make everybody's show seem lively. Like, you probably could talk about the Muppets or Masterpiece Theater on somebody's show, and that shit would jam. <laughs> Keep it up, man. Keep grinding. I'll holler. Peace. Uh, thanks, Jeez, man. Thank you, sweetie. Um, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, uh, well, I honestly, man, I mostly only go on shows that I really enjoy anyway. And there's people always uh, we have a lot of good relationships with folks. And mm-hmm. uh, if and I'm genuine. ever a guest on someone's show, I always want to have a good time. And mm-hmm. um, if I talk about a show on the podcast, is like I said because I don't do pandering and I don't like doing a bunch of fake shit. Mm-mm then you know I actually enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. So if you hear me say, oh, yeah, I was listening to Three of Negroes or some shit, I, I really do listen to it. I, I'm not just saying it because, oh, they're going to be a guest and this will be a, a cool thing to say, you know. Um, and, but, you know, the, I have my own little rules and shit. I don't ever say anything negative about people's show. And, you know, Because that might be somebody else's jam. Yeah, even if you write me for advice, I won't give you any. Mm-hmm. So. Um, cause I don't ever like telling people what's wrong with how they do their own shit. You right. Know? And people grow and people change, people modify over time. Right. Yeah. And we can't listen to everything. Yep. And you're not going to listen anyway. Trust me. Like all the advice shit I've ever given out is just one ear out the other. Right. Um, but I do, uh, enjoy going on people's shows and I do enjoy when people like, the, and also when we have the guests on these shows, it's because we like them so right so we, i hope it does sound live and i hope you know when i talk about shit or when i go on shit that is live because um i'm having a fucking great time man you know i, I i'm just like anybody else i love being chosen or liked or you know selected to be on somebody's yeah, shit we people too yeah so i'm just human uh carol you want to say something all right next voicemail and this one is long it's almost six minutes long but it's our girl, girl Davis. So I'm play as much as I can, and we'll see if it gets too rambly or whatever. Hi, Ron. Hi, Karen. Long time. It's, it's girl Davis here. I thought I'd I just leave a message regarding um, the accident that happened in South Korea because I heard you guys talk about it a couple of days ago. I hope I'm not too late because I know you guys are going to do the feedback show soon, so you might miss this. And if you missed it, it's all right. So basically, I wanted to kind of not clear things up, but I think I, I might end up making things worse by the end of it. But basically, it's kind of explain the kind of culture here in terms of that thing. So um, I know um, a couple of months ago, there was um, this really, really sad thing happened called like, the Sewol tragedy, right? And um, that was about the uh, this, this ferry, which is more like a ship, that is a commercial ferry that basically it, it sunk. Now, it sunk because the ship was old, and it really shouldn't have been on that particular voyage, even though it makes its voyage every single day, like every like three times a week, to to an island off the coast of Korea. But that particular day, it was foggy. They weren't supposed to go out, and something exploded in the bottom of the ship, and the ship sunk. Now, what we were told, as like the, pub, the public, we were told that the, the majority of the people were saved. What happened was the majority of the, of the people died and sunk with that ship. Oh, and all these things came out like you know they weren't they weren't enough. Of course, there weren't enough fucking lifeboats. There weren't enough life jackets. There weren't enough people like you know um, like marshals and people that were there like to actually look after the because it was it was children. It was all children. 
that was it. And um, the captain, the captain was a shady ass bitch because he left before everybody else. Because obviously he knew what was going on, so he left oh. before everybody else. And there was another one who actually went back to get his phone and change his clothes, and and but left the children and told the children because um, they were like, okay, what should we do? And he left them. And, and by the while I was thinking, and but meanwhile we were being told that, that the children were safe. Um, the American um, army, because you know, the American army base is here, they sent aid on that same day. They were, the Americans were sent back. Because honestly, it's a case of pride, isn't it? Oh, you know, something is happening. We don't want to make it seem like we can't handle our own shit when you clearly can't because weeks passed, well, days passed, and nothing happened. People went out, and basically those children died. They were, um, my good, good friend, my co-worker, her son was missing because he went to that school called Dan One. He went to that school and he was missing for two weeks and they found out that um, you know, like in the gymnasium where they keep the bodies um, it found out that basically the body was there the whole time the whole time so no one was there fact checking no one was there looking at the body no one was identifying so basically there's this lax attitude in general to safety here so basically to talk about the, um, the, the concert thing so basically in Korea the way they promote things is a lot of things where for free like through service through free advertising yeah so for a minute, they're very big. They're a very big group. Everyone knows who Four Minute is. They've got they've got a lot of hits under their belt. One of their biggest songs is probably called "What's Your Name." If you look at "What's Your Name," you probably might like that too. It's a funny little song. I like it. But basically, they so you be walking around Gangnam or whatever, you might say, "Oh, there's a concert going on. Oh, it's a free one." Of course, I just hang around and I watch the show. So these greats, yeah. Now, the, anywhere you go in Korea, you'll see these greats. You'll see the sidewalk, and the, the, the sidewalk is narrow too. You know. Plus, not to mention the fact that you have motorbikes are allowed to mount the sidewalk and drive on the sidewalk. Bikes, oh. like push bikes, go on the sidewalk. Sometimes cars are on the sidewalk, please tell the wise. But, you know, sidewalks are kind of narrow, right? And then you have these, these grates, which are about, probably about, like, maybe something four feet wide. And they're long, they've got the whole sidewalk. Now, I've, I see people walking on these grates all the time. The first time I came here, I put my foot on the grate, like, you know, and you kind of put it slowly. Think, Can I, is, is it stable? Is it stable? Like, it is stable, but no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to walk. I want to just walk in, in the, um, the foot traffic as opposed to trying to be slick and avoid it. So, obviously, these things, so these, um, these grates are not owned by the government. They're privately owned. Oh. So, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's, it's not even funny. I shouldn't even be laughing, but I have to laugh because this is, this is the fuckery that goes on in this country sometimes, that these... Because, um, obviously, the children that have died, their parents want to sue. And the government said you cannot sue because, at the end of the day, they were standing on public property. So the people, I'm sorry, pub, private property, my mistake, they were standing on private property. So the people who actually own those grates, they are suing the family for their dead children that destroying their property. And this is able, this is allowed to happen. It's, this is what this is allowed to happen. Everyone, some people say, oh, why are they standing on the grates? Everyone stands on the grates here. People jaywalk here, people stand on grates. People have a have a um, a very strange sense of non-danger here. And that was a very weird sentence, but they don't have a, they just do what they want, really, basically, because you know, it's their country, they do what they want. And obviously, as a result of it, these children, like, once again, it's always children have perished. I'm a school teacher, I value children a lot. So it hurts me that these young children are dead and that they're not going to get any... Not justice, but the parents should at least get some kind of compensation. Like I said, everyone stands and it's great, you know. But the concert was a free concert. Everyone, everyone was allowed to attend. Those people were, were fans of that particular group, went to take pictures, you know. They weren't, there wasn't a chance of getting autographs. It was just the pictures. They would get pictures and just enjoy the experience. And they died. So anyway, 
that was a very long thing, but I just wanted to kind of explain the kind of mindset here, what's going on here. You have to laugh because it's absolutely ridiculous and it's not going to be, it's not the first and it's not going to be the last time you hear about a safety issue here in South Korea. Anyway, I love you guys lots and lots and lots. Keep up the good work. Karen, keep doing it. Ron, keep doing it. I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye, sweetie. Wow, that was I, very educational. Yeah, I wasn't bored at all. <laughs> normally, mm. uh, normally people can't make it more than three minutes without me being like, uh, she yeah. needed an applause for that one. Yeah, Cause she, cause, seriously, that was a fucking yes, because you did a good job. Because normally you give pe- mm. people six minutes and they'll repeat themselves and they'll start rambling right. and don't make no sense. I definitely had my finger on the fucking hanger button the whole time. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was good, man. Anyway, so she's talking about. Um, the article we read about the Korean pop concert where mm-hmm. all those kids, kids died because yep, they fell down a grate. Yes. And the fucking, the privately owned grate company who, one of the people, I think the person who was the, the person who was the promoter of the concert or the concert organizer killed himself. Mm-hmm. So he committed suicide, jumped off a building and shit. And then the, uh, the company, that owns the grace since it's a private corporation and not the actual government that had built the great infrastructure. The private company is suing the parents, parents of the children for destruction of property. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Wow. That's just great. Yeah. They're suing them for destroying their property. Yeah. But your baby died, but they don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and people talk about America. I don't. I know you lost your says. son. I know you lost your son. Our condolences. But what about our grace, though? I mean, right. The weight of your ninety-pound child destroyed yeah. it. I mean, you know, cleaning out the blood from the gut. Oh, oh, here you go, crying again. Oh, oh, bless your heart. Here's a tissue. Yes. Um, oh, that it'll be four ninety-five yeah. for that tissue I it just ain't gave perfect you. Perfect over here, but shit. At least yeah. you got the right to goddamn sue. Yeah, oh, oh, you know, I hate to see you like this, man. I, I really do, man. You can cry into my sleeve. That sleeve is seven ninety five, seven ninety five per tier. I yeah. just added to the lawsuit. Yeah, and also, uh, if people were having problem hearing an accident at the beginning, she was talking about a separate incident by the boat, and she was yeah, the ferry, right? Which I do remember. I don't think we covered it on the Mm-mm. show because I didn't understand it, but it was a huge scandal because there was a ferry that sank. And the more information that came out about it, the more it was not really a tragedy. It was totally unavoidable. <laughs> like, yeah, she was saying I mean, ba- it was totally avoidable. Yeah, she was basically a captain left, another high-ranking person. She said left, came mm-hmm. back, got their phone, changed their clothes. She was talking about wondering how one of her... Uh, they co- lied. Right, and, yeah. and lied and, and basically left the children on the boat. And basically, um, she was saying weeks went by and one of her co-workers had um basically looking for her child and her child was basically at a facility with other dead bodies they wasn't uh trying to identify these children and get them back with their families or any of that stuff all right uh phone lines are open 704-557-0186 let's check the emails uh nail writes in hey guys i know y'all get tons of emails of people suggesting articles guess the race etc have y'all seen Johnny Blaze talk about Drake? It was posted three days ago. This has been a while. Uh, so 11 days ago now. She is, or 14 days ago now. She is talking and she said she should have used protection, et cetera. 
if you already have i apologize have a blessed day oh hold on yo you're on the booth the blackout tips hey ronnie karen it's Leslie mac how are you what up Liz? how are you doing Oh, pretty good. I actually was calling just to say, first of all, uh, just thanks as always for all of your awesome content. It's been getting me through a rough time the past couple of weeks, and I just really appreciate it. Um, and just really quick to talk also about Dear White People, because I happened to see the movie this week. Mm-hmm. And I had a, the same feeling you did that it was going to be speaking to white people, because obviously the title is Dear White People. But in the end, I realized that the movie wasn't like that at all. It really was amazing in that it showed a really wide myriad of different types of black people mm-hmm. and that we don't all have to think the same thing about every issue or come at it from the same issue. Um, and I think a lot of it's going to go over white people's heads, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. So um, did you, that's my little take. Did you, did you, um, is it is it more like where like do do black people learn anything from the movie or is it just kind of reinforcing shit we already know um i think that it's uh education a little bit in because it really talks about when you are a black face in a white space Mm -hmm. and how you as a person have to deal with that Mm -hmm. and so it takes these four different students and they each react differently to this environment to get through it, you know, it's a short period of time you're going to be there at college, so it's not like this is the real life forever, but the things you have to do within yourself internally to get through it is what the movie's really about. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to, so I, I just, like, I'm definitely yeah. not going to see it this weekend, but, um, I want, because I'm going to be checking to see what the box office numbers look like at the end of the weekend, because I kind of want to see if white people even went to go see it, you know what I mean? Like what the numbers look mm. like. Cause, um, it's, it seems like a movie where it's, it, put it like this. It reminds me of red tails a little bit mm. where the marketing was very like white people. You guys need to check this out because you know, I'm a white man. I sunk my money into this black shit and I need to get my money back. And plus it'll be good for black people. But, um, the true test wasn't what black people go see it. Of course we're going to go see it. Black people are in it. We, pretty much right. see anything black people are in but i wanted to see if white people would go see it and not enough did and it lost a lot of money yep so i will right. be i'm gonna be watching this the same way because i'm assuming most of the audience that goes to see this will be black mm-hmm. but i just wonder if we'll if they'll get enough white people to be like you know to kind of like make any level of splash at the box office it's gonna be interesting right they did really well last week, I know, in the, the short run, and the, we went to see it on University of Pennsylvania's campus, so it was a lot of young people, and uh, I would say the audience we saw it with was 50-50 mix, black okay. and white, okay. um, which was promising to see. It was really packed, too, and it was a Thursday night, it was the first showing here ever, and I, that was positive also. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's aimed at young people is one thing I will say. I think yeah. that... Um, we were for sure the oldest people in the audience and it <laughs> definitely, you can tell they're doing a lot of viral marketing and it's on social networks and all of that. So it's definitely mm-hmm. for that. And it's also speaking to that generation too. Is for it sure. now all that being, all that aside, is it good? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was okay. funny. It was, um, poignant. It was thoughtful. It was well-written, incredibly acted and, like I said, you don't get to see black people as three-dimensional characters very often, mm. especially in movies like Red Tails. And this was the exact opposite of that. They were flawed. They were funny. They loved. They did messed up stuff. They did amazing things. 
And it wasn't about, okay, well, you're black, so you have to think this way. It was like, hey, right. we're all black, but I don't agree with him, and she doesn't agree with her, and we all are trying to do something for ourselves, and I don't have to go at it the way that you go about it. So I, I loved that aspect of it because it really was a true portrait of these four individuals that were not of the same, and so, of course, they reacted differently to the same situation. I really like that about it. Oh, cool. Sounds good, mm-hmm. man. Well, we'll definitely, uh, well, I know I'll probably end up checking it out like doing a matinee or something during the week then thanks leslie no worries have a great week talk you to too. you too sweetie bye bye um so Nell linked us to this thing and um uh he has a youtube video to it with johnny blaze and i guess she talked about drake how long is this video though before mm. we even play it six minutes So, Johnny, tell me exactly what your relationship with Drake is. There is no relationship. It was a friendship. You know, he asked me, you know, he met me in the club. We was just cool. We was kicking it, you know, where we were. And I think this is the stripper we read about where Drake's people threatened her and told her not to even talk about they had sex, Mm -hmm. which is very weird, you know, period. Like, who does that? Right. You don't have a girl. If I have sex with you and you're a public figure, it might come up. Right. I'm definitely not sending anyone to threaten you. Mm-mm. And she's, you know, a very attractive stripper that makes a living on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not like people are going to hear Drake fuck this chick and be like, what? No. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what image are you trying to keep clean? Yeah. Just getting to know each other. I went to his concert, uh, brought my friends with me. You know, we hung out, had hookahs. We messed around physically. On my behalf, I should have used protection. I'm not pregnant. Um, we messed around, we fucked around, and then, you know, I asked him about a girl that he was talking to when we was in limelight. That was the first incident we had, which was, you know, he explained to me, I didn't fuck with this girl, I didn't do this, I wouldn't do that to you. When people was telling me you murdered your boyfriend, I still stood by you. What? This just took a left. This just took a, a, a big left. Oh. Right in the middle. Just, <laughs> what? You uh, murdered your what now? So that was the first strike. Then he apologized the next morning. The second strike was when we got into it about him flying somebody out. He tried to prove to me he wasn't fucking with them either. We got into it, and then that's when the threatening started. I'm not no weirdo. I'm not no fuck boy. I'm nothing to play with. And a couple hours after we got into an argument, somebody goes up to my friend and threatens and says, oh, Johnny's gonna, Johnny Blaze is going to get her issue. In Houston, that's like kind of like a language for, you know, she's going to get dealt with. So... The owner bangs on the door, which they told me, which I got on text message, bangs on the door. But what are you banging on the door for? Oh, he was banging on the door to try to talk to you about this childish shit with Drake. No, I don't believe that. So as a woman, I'm going to make a police report that somebody did threaten me. And my opinion, not a fact, an opinion that I felt that Drake did have somebody go and run up on my friend and say that. I never said that for a fact. I know that he, you know, did that. You know what I mean? I felt like he did because I never got. This is a weird interview because she's not making contact, eye contact with anyone or anything. In right? The room. She's not looking up at the camera or nothing. Not even a person interviewing her. She's right. just Stand like looking ground. around. It's very weird body language uh, in this video. I'll, I'll put it in the chat for you guys. It's, oh wait, will you even let me put it in the chat? Can I hold on a second? Let me see. Get Earl. Okay, can I copy this? Copy. 
all right put this in the chat for you guys because y'all can see for yourself this is a very fucking weird interview <laughs> uh she's like what are you looking at <laughs> anyway i threatened any other time why am i getting threatened after right after an argument with you and um you know people don't understand why would you say you don't have nothing bad to say because there's nothing bad to say i don't want no money off this shit i don't want anything it's just me being real you shouldn't expose me like that and then made it seem like you don't know me and you're in the club clubbing with me and stuff how you don't know me and you're with me you know, I'm not expecting a relationship out of this shit. I just thought we was just cool kicking it. Not trying to get no exposure, but unfortunately it got me to this point where people want to know what the hell's going on, so I'm up here explaining it. I mean, there was something to do with, like, a, a friend of yours, another girl that, you know, was, I guess, at his house or at his, his apartment or something like that that you were upset about. I was never upset about a female being at his house. What happened was that, and I would not state the girl's name because... People are also making it seem like, you know, I'm bitter towards the girl. I think the girl is a beautiful girl. I don't have nothing against the girl. We known each other. We did pictures together. Um, they was out there for a video. He explained it to me. But we started going off track from that and getting in an argument about other stuff. Like he's saying we moved too fast and we was moving too fast about fucking around with each other. And that's how the argument started. Because, you know, he was talking. Okay, I'm, I'm already sick of this. Um, here's the thing. Um. I, I think I can sum up the whole situation. He got involved with some stripper drama. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. You start fucking with them strippers, stripper drama is going to happen. It's inevitable. It's way stronger than regular drama. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's on a whole different level. And it's very difficult to deal with. You can't control it. Nope. It's just a byproduct of fucking with strippers. Yep, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, so can't even uh now this shit about her being arrested for she was arrested in connection with boyfriend's murder what is that but the source is vlad tv again so i don't i don't even know if it's a true statement <sighs> yeah because if she was arrested wouldn't there be a police report her real name is jazz paul ja- jackson and you spell it j-z-a-p-a-l oh my come on man what what, is, what are we talking about right now dog what, what's going on uh <laughs> I mean, the only ballalert.com, the only people that got the story. So, I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, not, oh, not eyewitness news. Mm-mm. Baller alert. No, nah, she ain't get arrested. If, if your local eyewitness China 9 news ain't talking about it, what is we talking about here? All the sources are like Hollywood, Street King, shit like that. Mm-mm. Um, if, if the 11 o'clock Fox News ain't covering it, mm-mm yeah but anyway yeah she's that's just one of those people that you can just tell crazy as hell in the stripper drake fucked her and probably wasn't even that dramatic probably didn't send anyone to her door probably didn't do anything she'd fuck him again if he if he called that's what's so funny about it but mm-hmm. she out here talking about him using protection and shit so crazy people episode 806 king tut was a catfish by Chrissy. Chrissy, she emails us. Hey, Rod and Karen, regarding Taylor Swift, I agree with you, Nicole and Karen, that she is very smart at marketing herself and finding what niche works for her. Mm-hmm. Plus, there are so many artists who sing about exes and famous exes. Hell, Gwen Stefani made herself famous off a whole album dedicated to an ex who was in the band with her. I never really understood the hate she receives. Also, I feel this is a safe place to come out and say I'm a black woman and I like a Taylor Swift song. 
but i just want to thank you for expressing your liking of shake it off i uh, it let me know that i don't have to be ashamed anymore to come out and no, say i love don't. the song 22 it is my jam never heard 22 is that on the same that same album 22 by taylor smith or taylor swift is on the album 22 oh okay just the song like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes uh-uh, uh-uh. it feels like a perfect night for breakfast at midnight to fall in love with strangers uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah we're happy free confused and lonely at the same time This sounds like someone who playing in the background at Shoney's IHOP doing lunch. Nothing wrong with that, man. You know, my song used to be Party in the USA, man. I, uh, people used to, uh, get mad, uh, at the, um, basketball court. <laughs> Why? Cause I would put my headphones in, boy, cause, you know, when you warm up, you go stretch and you shoot around. Mm-hmm. I listen to music and I would put my headphones in and sometimes I sing along with the music and I think people would look at me and they see me and they assume I'm listening to some hardcore hip hop or some shit. And normally I am, but yeah, your other jam is you. I don't think you're beautiful. You don't know you're beautiful. Yeah, that's your other jam. But um, every once in a while, I just put on my like my. I have a list on Spotify called cheese eating songs, and uh, <laughs> I'll just put on my cheese eating songs and I'll fucking jam out. And uh, yeah, I'll be up in there talking about some. Put your hands up to play my song, butterflies. <laughs> Confuse the hell like, out of them, yeah. don't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's their it's they fault for being judgmental stereotypers. That's true, too. Nobody told them to damn assume that, you know, I only listen to hardcore rap and fucking classic shit. Like, oh, sometimes I just throw in fucking Kareem Belly Ray. You know, I don't know. Stop judging everybody. Um. So, yeah, anyway, uh, I tried to come out and that's why y'all should show up early. Cause sometimes I throw on the cheese eating list and we mm-hmm. go, I go in before the show starts. It's fun. Uh, I tried to come out and tell my family and friends, but I thought it was best kept to myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm always, I'm always met with such disgust. Every time she comes on TV, they always start huffing and puffing and rolling eyes. <laughs> Even my white friends don't like Taylor Swift. I felt like I had nowhere to turn. Oh. Yeah, well, you can always turn to me. Yeah, Nicole too, Nicole. Regarding the Breaking Bad toy, I'm getting a bit tired of these entitled-ass parents. Yeah, fuck that mom and her kid. What is so hard about telling your damn kid no? If they don't accept a no coming from you, the parent, it's your fault. Anyway, love you guys, love the show as always. Thank you for bringing it to us daily. Have a good rest of the week, Chrissy. Thank you. And... Oh, Dallas, uh, TX dog, oh, 04 Soldier writes in a little bit of good news and an update on Shanine Allen. Um, Shanine Allen is the person that he wrote us about where he said that 
the ray rice prosecutor that let him go through the book at this woman mm-hmm. um and said like oh i had no choice but really well uh she's apparently gonna avoid prison as new jersey ag revises sentencing guideline guidance for gun law violations so they reversed their earlier decision to seek prison time for Shanine Allen, a single mother from Philly who was facing felony prosecution for misunderstanding concealed carry rep- rep- reciprocity rules. The decision came after John Huffman, acting New Jersey Attorney General, issued statewide guidance to county prosecutors clarifying the application of New Jersey's mandatory sentencing scheme to certain certain minor firearms violations. These developments mean not only will Miss Allen and her children be spared the ordeal of her facing felony conviction and lengthy prison term, but that other travelers who unwittingly violate New Jersey's harsh gun laws may also avoid a similar nightmare. Good. Yep. Good shit, man. Um, you know, that was a little bit of apples and oranges in the case because it wasn't dealing with domestic violence and shit. Um, also, that dude that did write and said that Ray Rice didn't get a sweet deal and now statistically proved them wrong never wrote back Karen. no Mm-mm. so because it don't really matter because you just wanted to vent yep all right man thank you guys we'll talk to you uh not tomorrow because our show won't be live tomorrow yeah we're, so we we're gonna be recording with shadow doll production but the show will go up tomorrow yes uh we're gonna meet with some actors and nick jew will be there nick jew gonna be there uh, we're so gonna, this should be fun. We're recording so, the best of Rod Karen album number two. So. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you out there, uh, don't get up in the morning. Uh, get your, get your uh, fence football team together. We we won't be here to remind you before one o'clock. Yeah. So uh, and then they have a nine thirty in the morning game tomorrow too. Now who's playing at nine thirty in the morning? Uh, Detroit and somebody. Why they over in the London? Yep. Oh fuck that shit, man. Come on. I'm sorry. All right, y'all. We out until the next until. Uh, probably Monday. Love you. Love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.